When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People have asked the question, how does it feel to be hunted? We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. We didn't build this program on one-year wonder. We built the program to be sustained. Georgia is going to survive. They feel like they have been the hunted. They want to do the hunting tonight. Bennett continues to dazzle. The Georgia Bulldogs in their way to back-to-back. Happy to have you with us for College Football Live. I'm Wendy Nix with Stanford Steve and Harry Lyles. And talk about a hero's welcome, and understandably so. The Georgia Bulldogs returned to Athens last night after their second straight national championship. And after the biggest route in bowl history, head coach Kirby Smart sat down with Reese Davis to talk about the dominating performance. It's great to win one. It's different when you win two. <laughs> what was that like after repeating last night? It's pretty cool. Um, great honor. Just so happy for the University of Georgia and a place that's meant so much to me and my family and my wife. It was uh, pretty special to get to. You said a little earlier, sometimes you just have to enjoy it. Yeah. Do you enjoy this one more? I probably, I probably did enjoy this one more. I think um, the, the last one was special because, you know, we beat a team that had beaten us. Um, this one was a little anticlimactic because, you know, we were ahead there and you got to, you got to embrace it and you got to kind of enjoy it and you got to share it for a long period of time in the fourth quarter. It wasn't quite like that last year. When you think about Stetson Bennett's story, as you go forward in your coaching career, how would you use that story to try to inspire players in the future? I think it'll do it itself. I mean, his story is pretty cool. What he accomplished, what he overcame, it's just incredible. In today's day and age of recruiting, you don't miss anybody, right? Mm -hmm. You don't miss guys. I mean, they comb the country. They're unbelievable. They don't miss anybody. And they missed him. We missed him. We did it wrong. And all he did was overcome all of it. What a great story. I just don't think it's going to happen very often anymore. I remember a wise man I used to work for for a long time at Alabama. He said, They'll, they'll always say that that, that, that that person is the exception. And, and he, he, he is the exception. You know, like people will say, hey, he's the next Stetson Bennett. You got to take him. He's going to be a great player. He's going to be the next Stetson Bennett. People used to say it when I came to Georgia, and I was nowhere near as good as Stetson Bennett. But they would say, hey, he's the next Kirby Smart. You know what? No, there, there is no next Stetson Bennett. He was the exception. <laughs> and uh, he did unbelievable things. And what an incredible person he is. It was really fun last night for me watching you run around the outside of the field and greet the fans. Yeah. And I was waiting to go on, 
and I saw you hold up one finger and then two <laughs> fingers and then a third <laughs> finger as you as you run out of there. What was that message to the Georgia people? Oh, that was just my Jordan. I, I grew up watching Jordan, you know, and we always talk about when he used to do that, and he was pretty. He's pretty special. Like, like in my generation, all these kids think that Kobe and LeBron and much respect to all those guys. But my era, it was Jordan. And watching him do that after championships, it just kind of told you his mindset was, you know, we're not stopping. You know, and I always say, I told people last year, we're built to sustain. We want to continue success. To say that it's going to be that, I would never say that. Mm -hmm. But I would say that, that we're going to continue success because we have a really good culture and a good, good, good fan base. And I want those fans to embrace that. Certainly so far so good for Kirby Smart. The 2022 season in the books, but perhaps Georgia's dominance is not. The Dogs are currently the favorites to be lifting the trophy again next year. While they've already joined an elite group of programs with back-to-back -back championships, no team, by the way, has ever won three in a row. But, Harry, as you just heard Coach Smart talk about, there is always the exception. They'd love to be that exception next year. Do you expect Georgia's run to continue in 2023? I think it's fair to assume that we've gotten to a place where they can continue that run next season. Look, the thing with Georgia was, can they beat Alabama? That's been everybody's thing in college football, right? Who can match the standard of college football that has been Alabama? Georgia did that last year and showed this year that they did the Alabama thing, which is have staying power and reload after having a defense, mind you, that sent five players from their defense to the first round of the NFL draft, and they still did not miss a step. And when you look at the way this team is built, Kirby said it, we're not one-year wonders. We are built for the, we have built this thing for it to sustain over a long period of time. And when a lot of people have tried to pick apart, hey, Stetson Bennett might not be good enough, the offense is going to have to carry them this year. Can the defense reload? They've answered all those questions and more. To me, this is going to be perhaps the new standard of college football. <laughs> yeah, and it's a pretty high standard, Harry, because they are the reason the standard is so high. You know, people talk about is it good for the sport that they beat TCU the way they did in the national championship? I think it is because people realize they know what they got to get to in order if they want to compete with Georgia. And I'll just say, he Kirby talked about it, the foundation, what they've built. Everything's about building. Harry talked about the recruiting. The recruits are there. There's a foundation there. Now, there's some teams that were on that full screen that, you know, are going through quarterback changes. Georgia's one of them. But when you look at, I already looked at their schedule for next year, put them in the playoff. Just put them in the playoff. Tennessee, Martin, <laughs> um, Ball State, UAB as they're out of conference games, Ole Miss and Auburn on the other side of the SEC. I think what they have coming back uh, is pretty, pretty, pretty special. And the quarterback situation, I think Kirby will actually like it because he has multiple guys competing for it, and he loves what competition brings to a program. And that's what he talks about, the, the toughness. That comes from competing every day, especially for a starting quarterback uh, position where a team that's, you know, two-time defending national champion. Uh, Stanford Steve's like Denny Green. Go ahead, crown him. Steve says put him in. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Never too soon. Well, to your point, though, Steve, they are dealing with the quarterback change, and, and that's because Stetson Bennett will certainly move on. After one of the most storybook collegiate careers in recent memory, Bennett closes out his time in Athens, ranked top five in school history in almost every major quarterback statistic, including completions, touchdowns, and total offense. I, you know what? I love it when Kirby Smart said, the kid is 25. He's got to go. And, and he does got to go, uh, Stanford Steve. But, uh, listen, he, he'll certainly try and play at the next level. All this kid's done is win and defy expectations. What are the realistic expectations if he moves on to the NFL? 
Well, I think the, the, the conversation about is he going to get a chance? Of course he's going to get a chance. Did anybody see the quarterbacks that played in week 18 of the NFL? There was not a lot of good football players at the quarterback position. Now, the size, the durability, uh, that, that's what comes into factor here. And you talk about the situation. He's not going to be one of the top quarterbacks drafted. So maybe he goes to a better team that already has a starting uh, quarterback You know that, that, that is their guy. And it's talk about getting a chance. He's proven he can win, but at the next level, you know, what is the situation you're going into? That's what I think haunts a lot of guys because there's a lot, plenty of guys we've seen go to situations that no one could overcome. So he's definitely going to get a chance. Could he be a backup for multiple years in the NFL? Absolutely. He's, he thinks very highly of himself, and he should for what he's done. But, yes, he will definitely get a chance at the next level. Yeah, Steve, I'm right there with you on that. I think you've got to give the guy a chance because if nothing else, he has shown you that he is able to be coached, to be able to go from a community college to then winning two national championships in the SEC and be a Heisman contender. I think you have to give the guy a chance. And I think that he is somebody that coaches can say, hey, look, he's played with the top players that football has to offer and he is able to have success with them. So I think with that regard, yes, Stetson Bennett should absolutely get a shot. At the NFL, I will say, Stephen Wendy, I think there's one other thing that Stetson Bennett should probably do if he doesn't want to do the pro football thing. Dude, go be Shaquille O'Neal, okay? Kirby said it. There's one Stetson Bennett. Go put your name on every single product <laughs> or thing that starts with a letter. Go make your money. Stetson Bennett, the 12th, will have his college tuition paid for. Stetson Bennett, the 12th. You're about right. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's no telling what he can do in Athens, Georgia these days. He'll never buy another drink. That's, that's for sure. Uh, and listen, let's talk a little mm. bit about TCU. Obviously, this season did not end well, not the way they would have hoped. Uh, a year removed, though, from going 5-7, and seven, they found their way to a national title game. They weren't picked to finish in the top half of their conference, let alone make the run that they did. And while, again, the game did not go as planned, the Horn Frogs Cinderella season and won't soon be forgotten, and it certainly shouldn't be. And, Steve, uh, if you had to pick a team that this year in 2022 underperformed, if you will, that has a shot to be our Cinderella story uh, next season, and I do believe we'll have one, who would it be? Well, I look at the ACC, Wendy, because if there's a conference that underachieved as a whole this year, it's the ACC. We talked plenty before the season started about the, 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 the greatness they had at quarterback position. And not many guys played well. Not even guys played average football. But when I think about a team who had to overcome a quarterback injury, I, I think about a team like NC State. I think about Dave Doran. They had plenty of expectations coming in. But injuries really, really got in the way. They had to play four quarterbacks, uh, you know, this season. And they couldn't get there. But now they get a new offense coordinator, Robert Nye, who coached Brennan Armstrong, who was also transferring in from Virginia. I think with the foundation Dave Doran has built there in NC State, I think in a wide-open ACC, NC State off the top of my head is a team that I think highly of going into next season. Yeah, Steve, I, I like the ACC angle of it, too, because I, we're not going to really pick anybody outside of perhaps Alabama in the SEC uh, to compete with Georgia. But I do think if we're looking at somebody that could take a step, I do think you could look at a North Carolina, stay in the state, the Tar Heels. You have a quarterback there in Drake May who as a freshman showed he can end up being one of the best players in the country. I think if you're Mac Brown, you want to kind of go into the portal here and get some more weapons around him with guys departing. 
Um, and again, the other piece of this too is the ACC is wide open. I understand Florida State is looking strong next season. Miami is going to be improved. I like what NC State's got as well. But to me, you have to have one of those teams in a Pac-12, in an ACC, in a Big 12 that is going to be able to take that step. I think North Carolina is one of those with plenty of returning players that could do so. All right, guys, we pride ourselves on being fair around here. So, you know, before we pat ourselves on the back, take a look at the polls before the start of the season, the preseason polls with the ranked teams, and you can see a, a vast departure from where things ended up. I mean, I'm not saying we don't know, but I am saying there's reason to watch, reason to play these games, and certainly anything can happen. <laughs> Ahead on College Football Live, you can score one for the Gamecocks. Quarterback Spencer Rattler plans to go one more round. We'll look at other QBs who plan to do the same. As for those players moving on, Todd McShay has updated his top prospects for the 2023 NFL Draft. We'll tell you if we agree or disagree. Coming up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quarterback Spencer Rattler plans to return to South Carolina for one more season. He transferred to USC last year from Oklahoma and played the best football of the year at the end. He passed for 792 yards and eight touchdowns, just two interceptions in wins over top 10 foes Tennessee and Clemson. That was to close out the regular season. And after Spencer Rattler announced his return, you can imagine his coach not too unpleased. Shane Beamer fired off a simple message here we go and Harry here we go will be a lot easier with your quarterback back in place in Columbia uh, what does this mean for South Carolina I think it's good news I think a lot of people look at Spencer Rattler and perhaps have some reservations about him because he did come in to Oklahoma as such a highly touted recruit but as we saw at the end of the season, that is a naturally talented player. That arm talent is the reason why I'm still holding on for hope that the player that we saw at the end of this season is going to be a player that perhaps we see regularly next season. And one reason that I feel good about that is Shane Beamer has done a very good job since he's been at South Carolina at getting the most out of his players. We've seen it every season thus far. He's clearly a guy that players love playing for. Spencer Rattler needs a positive influence on him like that. I think it showed last year, and I think it could be really good for him going into next season as well. Yeah, I love the idea that he's coming back, Harry, and he's coming back to the school where he's playing at. You know, in a day and age of the portal, <laughs> we actually see a guy coming back to the school, and you touched on it. He was great in the last two regular season games against Clemson in that upset win over Tennessee. And when you think about the uh, dynamic, I, I laugh at it because they don't fit it this year, 
but I lo- I call it fake momentum. When you have your quarterback coming back and your head coach coming back and you win your bowl game, those teams mm-hmm. get so much of the benefit of the doubt when it goes into next year. But I just think about Rattler, and now you start piecing together and looking at the quarterbacks in next year's class that could be draft eligible. I mean, there's some serious names at top of that at, at that list. And look at the names. They're, they're coming back to the schools that they're at, and that's what makes me happy about these guys seeing something and having and having a uh, you know be having a taste of what it was like, and now coming back and really trying to succeed. That's that's exciting stuff to see those kind of names for those kind of schools looking ahead to next year. Stanford Steve, that might be my favorite line of the year. So apropos, they're coming back, and oh by the way, to the school where they play. It's such an anomaly these days. <laughs> I, I love it, uh, and it is good news for both the quarterback and the university. I think uh, to be continued for Spencer Rattler and mm-hmm. South Carolina. More to come on College Football Live. We're going to talk NFL draft, including who should be the top overall pick. We'll tell you what we think straight ahead. Big games and events continue to highlight our January calendar. The Spanish Super Cup Final, Sunday, the second annual Monday night wildcard playoff game is next week. The Cowboys taking on Tom Brady and the Bucks, And then the UFC 283 Saturday. A little bit of everything this month. ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. As we close the book on this season, most of our players uh, are looking forward to the next la- layer of their careers. And looking ahead to that chapter, the NFL draft, Todd McShay has released his top 32 prospects on ESPN+. Plus. Here's a look at the top 10. And of course, they feature a pair of quarterbacks, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And this is the time of year, Steve, when we really do start talking in earnest about who goes where. Uh, who's your top pick in the NFL draft as we sit here in January? Yeah, everybody's talking about, right, the Bears having it now. And they already have a quarterback, so they're going to trade out and all this and that. I think it's pretty simple. I think the best player in this draft class is Will Anderson. Whoever, Chicago, just take him at one. I just look at what he's done for that kind of university and what he put on tape. He is an absolute difference maker, and I know everybody gets starstruck by the quarterbacks, but Will Anderson is is a, you know, draft and plug him in, and he is a starter on that edge of your defense and a huge time uh, talent. So that, that's what I would do uh, with old 31 from Alabama. Yeah, Steve, I think the only thing people need to know about Will Anderson is we were talking about him as a Heisman candidate last year, and even perhaps he perhaps should have won it. Uh, So I agree that it probably should be Will Anderson, but I want to talk about Jalen Carter. As somebody who is the mainstay on what was the most feared defense this college football season, I mean, don't forget, Jalen Carter was somebody that we were talking about as, hey, like he is part of this group of Jordan Davis, of Trayvon Walker, of all these other great Georgia defensive players last season that went in the first round. And it was, hey, they're going to be okay because they got that guy. And he, now it is his time to come out. A lot of people were talking about, hey, like, you know, he was running out of breath out there in a couple of the playoff games. Look, man, once he gets on an NFL roster, he's not going to be out there sucking wind. Because if you're out there getting picked in the top five, they're going to make sure you're in shape. He is going to be an incredible NFL player. All right, guys, we showed you Todd McShay's top 10 just a minute ago, and that always, uh, you know, grabs the headlines, especially the quarterback, Steve, as you mentioned. But uh, who outside that top 10 do you think we ought to keep our eye on? Uh, like I said, everybody's going to talk about the quarterbacks, Wendy, but I look, I'll be biased towards the tight ends. I think it's Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. When you look at what he put on tape and what he did this year and playing with a below-average quarterback for most of the season – 
Everybody in the stadium knew he was the number one fo- uh, you know, target for Notre Dame and still put up the numbers he did in that system. I think the world of the kid, I think he's another guy. You plug him into your offense, you have an ultimate difference maker. And when you set Notre Dame records, that's a big deal. But when you break a record and the person you broke the record of is yourself, give me that guy. I love <laughs> Michael Mayer. I can't wait to see what he ends up uh, at the next level. I think that's a pretty good recipe for success. One of the persons, people that I'm looking forward to the most is Joey Porter Jr. He has been a problem for teams all season long. And look, I'm going to make this really, really simple, okay? There's a lot of players playing NFL football right now with that junior on the end of their name, whether it's Asante Samuel, (laughs) Pat Sertan, plenty of these guys, right? And it all seems to work out for them because they have somebody that can tell them how to be a pro. Joey Porter Jr. is clearly another one of those guys, and I think whoever ends up with him on their roster is going to reap the same benefits because it shows up in his game, and his dad was a bad dude. Listen, Steve keeps Mm -hmm. telling us we get mesmerized by the quarterbacks. That's fair. So I guess I'll ask about the quarterbacks, Harry. Who's your top QB in this draft? I think it's got to be Bryce Young. I know a lot of people are, are iffy on the size, but the game speaks for itself. Steve? Yeah, I I go with Bryce Young also. Now, here's the deal. When we look at these quarterbacks, is their size. That is going to be what's critiqued the most. And Bryce Young, you know, he had the injury this year. He's not the biggest guys. And when you think about shorter guys in the league, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is built way different. He's got a big trunk to him. He's a strong dude. And Kyler Murray has a bigger base than Bryce Young. Kyler Murray still hasn't been able to make it through an NFL season. So I think Bryce Young is the quarterback in this class. I just wonder about his slightness. He can make all the throws. He's as accurate as anybody. But that's, to me, the biggest difference. The NFL is a big boy league, and big guys knock down little guys. We'll see where Bryce Young ends up, but I have him at the top of the quarterback class. April 27th in Kansas City, the NFL draft gets underway right here on ESPN. Guys, it's hard to believe we are really putting a bow on another college football season. I think if I had to pick a favorite moment, I'm still going with the goalposts floating down the river in Knoxville. Okay, you think about Tennessee and what they were before Hendon Hooker got hurt and just a tremendous start on Rocky Top. Harry, you got a favorite moment or a favorite game from the season? For me, it's got to be the Tennessee-Alabama game. I was standing there on the sideline next to my co-host for Countdown to Game Day, Christine Williamson, before they kicked the field goal, and I said, hey, do you need me to put anything in my pocket? And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, Christine, if he makes this field goal, 50,000 people are going to be down here with us. And she just said, take my wallet. It was an incredible, incredible scene. <laughs> I love it. Take my wallet. It's safe. I don't know if it's safe with Harry Lyles. I might take my chances, but I don't know. <laughs> Steve? I just go back to the to Monday night, Wendy, and, and Holly Rowe interviews Kirby Smart before the game, and she said, what do you want to see from your team? And he just said with one word, aggression. And then he stays looking at Holly. Holly looks back <laughs> at him. He looks back at Holly. Nobody had said another word. And then you see what they did. That typified what the number one team in the country is and what they did, and that's a credit to them to see what they did after that interview. No question. There is absolutely no debate who the best team in the country was, and they were the last team standing. It has been an absolute privilege. I miss football already. Is it time yet? It's almost here. Uh, Guys, we'll see you again (laughs) soon. Have a great rest of the day.